Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father Almighty God, as we begin tonight, we ask in your kindness and in your grace that tonight, my Father, that you show us the reality of who you are, Jehovah Rapha, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Lord our healer. We love you and we thank you for tonight. Father Almighty God, as we come into an interesting season of our lives, we ask you to walk with us. Father, open your word to us tonight. Be kind and gracious to us. And we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So last week, we, um, like we said, we started a series on looking at the miracles of Jesus and looking at the subject of healing. And what we wanted to work out, what we wanted to demonstrate was while we are doing that, we are also looking at the benefits that come from using pre-prepared resources. And, and you have a lot of those available to you. Um, you have a lot of those available to you throughout. Um, basically, there's loads. There's loads on the internet and stuff like that. So we're looking at that. And so tonight we're going to look, we're going to continue in that. And we're going to look at two, or we're going to try and look at two of the miracles of healing. And we're going to read, take our reading from Mark chapter five. And I'm going to read the in the Bible in basic English. And I'm going to read from Mark five. And I'm going to start reading from verse 21 and let me just change versions so i'll read in the bible in basic english all right and so please follow along um in any version that you have but god will be kind to us tonight and the bible says the following and when jesus had gone over again in the boat to the other side a great number of people came to him and he was by the sea and one of the rulers of the synagogue jarius by name came and seeing him, went down at his feet and made strong prayers to him saying, my little daughter is near to death. It is my prayer that you will come and put your hands on her so that she may be made well and have life. And he went in and he went with him and a great number of people went after him and came around him. And a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had undergone much at the hands of a number of medical men and had given all that she had and was no better, but even worse, when she had news of the things which Jesus did, went among the people coming after him and put her hand on his robe. For she said, if I may only put my hand on his robe, I will be made well. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was stopped. And she had a feeling in her body that her disease had gone and she was well. 
And straight away, Jesus was conscious that the power, that power had gone out of him. And turning to the people, he said, who was touching my robe? And his disciples said to him, you see the people around you on every side. And you say, who was touching me? And on his looking round to see her, who had done this thing, the woman, shaking with fear, conscious of what had been done to her, came and falling on her face before him, gave him a true account of everything. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be free from your disease. Verse 35. And while he was still talking, they came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying, your daughter is dead. Why are you still troubling the master? But Jesus, giving no attention to their words, said to the ruler of the synagogue, have no fear, only have faith. And he did not let anyone come with him, but Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and he saw people running this way and that and weeping and crying loudly. And when he had gone in, he said to them, why are you making such a noise, weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they were laughing at him. But he, having sent them all out, took the father of the child and her mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. And taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is my child, I say to you, get up. And the young girl got up straight away and was walking about. And she, being 12 years old, and they were overcome with wonder. And he gave them special orders that they were not to say anything of this. And he said that some food should be given to her. Okay, so that's today's reading. So that's today's reading. And what we're going to do, you'll notice there were there are two incidents of healing that Jesus um, dealt with in that place. One was the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. And the other one was the healing of Jairus's daughter. As we go through tonight, we're going to try and cover both of them. Both of them are very interesting, but we also have um, something else to do towards the end of the meeting that's a little different. Now, so where do we start? We start with the woman with the issue of blood, and that's, it's quite an amazing story. Now, what I did mention, and this is what I want to show you, this story is found in three places in the Bible. And now this is why using resources, using different resources is priceless. So the most famous one, and the one that if, if, if you're looking for preacher's material, speaking from my perspective, I would more than likely go to Mark 5. It's one of the, it's one of my favorite versions of it, Mark, Mark 5. And that's where we would start. But there are other tellings of the story in other gospels. And we're going to look at a couple of things. And what they do is they give you a rounded picture when you look at things like that. And resources like this really give you a head start. So under the section where it says healing with the woman with a hemorrhage, you'll notice it's also found, the story is also found, and I'm, I'm looking literally at the list. That's the list I emailed out two weeks ago. I'm looking at the list and... The, the list is, it tells me that the story is also in Mark 920. 
Now, this is a great way to study the Bible, whereby you will go to a passage that you really enjoy. And then resources like this will tell you this is where it's also told. And when you go there, it will give you bits and pieces of information. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. So let's have a look at the telling in Matthew 9, 20 to 22. It's much shorter, but it starts us off really well. So we've got a great picture, Matthew 9, 20. And I'm going to go, the story only is told in three verses. And this is what it says. And a woman who for 12 years had a flow of blood came after him and put her hand on the edge of his robe. Now that detail was not mentioned in Mark, which is because remember, these are people's accounts of what they saw. So that detail is not in Mark, but it is in Matthew. And the detail is she touched the hem of his garment, not just any place she touched the the hem excuse me and that's where we're going to start tonight um i'll read so that's so let's look at that so what why was that important and it it says a lot about tonight and what i want you to realize as we go through tonight is this there is a part that faith plays in the place of healing and it is a part we cannot deny and so you see it in action around Jesus and, and you see two types of faith. It's going to be fun. So Mark 9, 20 to 22. And so the first thing we see is she touches the hem of his garment. Now, why was that so important? Now, remember, this lady, when you look at the story in Mark, the Bible said she had heard the stories of Jesus. But the first fact we want to look at is she touched the hem of his garment. Why was that so important? It was so important because in Jewish custom and in the way the law was carried out, we're going to pause to take our declaration in a minute. And so if everybody gets, let, let's get that ready. So let's make sure we do that. We'll do that at, we've got about 50 seconds and we'll do that. But it's really important that you, you, you understand that in Jewish law and in the Torah, um, what you realize is the high priest had a very special garment. And so it's nine, it's 7.13. You know what? Let's take our declaration now and then we can continue in a moment. And so let's take it together. Oh Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves, we pray and seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus's name, we pray. We declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so we realize that, so now we've, we've, we've died declaration and our land is healed and we need that more than ever, more than ever do we need that now. And so that is, got it. And so the first thing she does, she touches the hem of his garment. Now, why is that important? It's important because 
the high priest who used to go into the Holy of Holies once a year had a very special garment on the end of his garment. And you find that in Exodus 28, 31 to 35. At the bottom of his garment, he had gold bells and gold pomegranates. Now, when we there was, that means there are bells and pomegranates. So while he walked, there was a sound, a constant sound. So you knew he was moving around. Now, let me also explain. When he used to go into the Holy of Holies, he will literally disappear from view because of the incense and the fact that he had gone into the very inner part of the temple and no one else could go in. The risk was if the high priest had any sin of his own, he would pass away because God was too holy and there was no great, the, the grace element of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ wasn't available at that time. He would fall down dead and he only went in once a year and they would have to pull him out. So as long as you could hear the bells and as long as you could hear him moving around, they realized that, right, he's okay. He's going to present the offerings and God will bless us for the coming year. This lady had made that a part of her focus. And so she touched the hem of Jesus's garment. And this is key because she realized as long as you are moving, she focused that this is where the blessing for me lies. And so she reaches in and that's why when the story is told, she touches the hem of his garment as she would have reached out to touch the high priest. And so ladies and gentlemen, I want you to also realize, notice faith is simple. Converting what you see, what you know regularly and what you come to understand into words, thoughts and actions under the guidance of the Holy Ghost, that's what faith is. He opens the word. And so this is the first thing she did. And so as long as the priest was moving, they realized the blessing was going to come out and he will come out and bless the people. So she reaches for the hem of his garment. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're walking in faith, what you believe may not be much, but let me say this carefully it will be enough. It will be enough. And so that's the first thing we notice. She touches the hem of his garment. Now, let's go back to Mark 5. In Mark 5, we get another, um, another section of the story that is not in Matthew. And this one says, Mark 5, reading from verse 27, and the Bible says this, um, the woman's story was she has suffered many things of the physicians and she has spent all that she had and was not better, but rather she grew worse. And then verse 27 says this, when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. So now we get another detail that before she touched his garment, before she decided to come and find Jesus, the Bible says she heard of him. This is the power of giving your testimony. So please understand that this lady, how did she find Jesus? She found Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, 
literally going from synagogue to synagogue, from story to story, from rumor to rumor, place to place, and she finds Jesus. Now, this is the essence of when you're believing God for healing, listen to testimonies of other people's healing. It's such a blessing because what it does is it reassures your faith. Read the Bible that tells you about healing because it builds your faith. So what has she done? She heard that Jesus did this. She heard that, oh, he healed this person. Oh, he healed that person. He performed this miracle. And so that built her faith up to the point she says, I'm going to go and find Jesus. And I want you to please keep that in mind. So tonight, when you look at the miracles of Jesus, you notice, look at what's going on around them. First, her faith in God, that is her faith built from her orthodox, orthodox journey as a Jew was built up by Jesus' presence and the stories she heard. So ladies and gentlemen, when you're believing God for healing, looking at, looking at this part of the scripture, we realize there is a great value in listening to testimonies and stories of healings. Um, there was one, I mean, sometimes we, we, we belittle some of these things, you know, sometimes it can become a, a bit monotonous, but every now and again, something will blow your mind. There was one particular, um, there was one particular incident. I mean, there was one, one particular incident that I'll use that was, was very general. We were at the Festival of Life and, and it was coming towards the end and they were doing the testimonies and a lady came out with twins. And so it was very easy to assume that, oh, another lady, you know, she's going to give a testimony that it's, it's, you know, God blessed her with twins. And because that sometimes you can get a bit comfortable with the miraculous. This night it was different. She walks out with her husband. Her husband is holding one baby. She is holding one baby and they walk up to the microphone and her testimony is that, um, you know, we want to thank God. We prayed for these children on, on a particular night and the Lord blessed us. But then she said, I am 60 years old. I had, I experienced menopause at 56. And these children have come and she was coming up to her 61st birthday. At that point in time, <laughs> not a single person was tired. The place exploded because the story reassured us that not only is God real, but that what I am believing for is possible. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when you're these, please be very practical about it. When you're believing God for healing, the more you listen to uh, listen, read, imbibe the goodness of God, the better it is. You'll find that you'll find that explained in Philippians chapter four, verses six to eight. Philippians four, verses six to eight. I'll put that in the. Philippians 4, 6 to 8, verse 8 in particular. So Philippians 4, verse 6 to 8, focusing on verse 8. And the Bible says, if there's anything, let me, let me just quickly grab that. And then I'll go on. I also realize that if there's anybody believing God for healing, I pray. 
that these nights really, really bless you and may God heal you. So the Bible says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue or if there be any praise, think on these things. So create an internal atmosphere of belief by listening to God's goodness in the life of others through the scriptures and so on and so this lady did that she was following rumor to rumor and it got stronger and stronger she finds jesus i'm watching the time she finds jesus and so the next thing i want you to realize is this she touches jesus and please notice let me say this and i can say this without a shadow of doubt the bible presents that whenever faith is exercised always gets the attention of God. Every time Jesus saw faith in action, looking at this story, the Bible says in verse 30, so let's go back to Mark 5, 30. And let's just work through this. And the Bible says, um, I'm going to scroll down a little bit. I'll read from Mark 5 to build it up. I'll read from 28. Eight, for she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall behold. I'm coming back to that. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? That's from the old King James. Let's settle something. Your faith in God will always get his attention. Jesus was in a crowd and they were all touching him. But when this lady touched him, based upon her faith and belief, the Bible says Jesus stopped. Faith will always get the attention of the almighty. And this is one of the beautiful things. Please, ladies and gentlemen, please remember this when you're looking, for, when you're believing God for healing. This is what we see in the Bible. Her faith got the attention of Jesus. Notice what, when Jesus stops, who touched my clothes? Look at what proceeded. She said and said and said and said, and it's not a night to preach it, but she had been saying it, not just for that day, on her journey looking for Jesus. So ladies and gentlemen, also when you're believing God for healing, say it every day. The, Take, we've spoken about it before, so I, I won't belabor it tonight. Joshua 1.8, where the Bible says, this book of the law should not depart out of your mouth. Say it. Say what you want to see. Say what God says over you. Speak. Keep it going. And the Bible says Jesus calls that faith because she had come to a point where she believed what she said. And she wasn't saying much. She was only saying one sentence. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. It's not a lot, but it was pure. She believed. And that's what you begin to realize. And then the power of God that connected her with the power of God and the power of God healed her. It's a great reminder as we look at this. Jesus said the power left him. So let's keep that in mind as we go on. Remember, no matter what the situation you are facing, 
is let's settle something tonight. The power left Jesus to heal you. That means all you have to do is believe and God will do the heavy lifting. All right. That's it. You believe and God, the power of God will flow from him to you. And that's what will do the healing. Um, I, I'll tell you um, a story. I think I, I, I may have. I, I'll tell you a story about it. Um, I remember I, there was a, uh, a particular day. It was a regular day in the office. Um, but when we, do you remember those things, offices, you know, where we used to all work together? I hope you do. So I was walking through the office and someone in the office said, oh, I've got a really bad migraine. And you could see it was an, it was an ugly one. And I said, you know what? Come, I come, we were on the office floor and I said, come into my office and we'll pray. Now, it wasn't, there wasn't anything special about that day. It was just that this person was in agony. And so we literally did what I pray that um, everybody will do. I came in. Um, I do have a bottle of oil in my office. And I anointed the lady with oil. As the Bible says in James chapter 5, reading from verses 14 to 16. I anointed her with oil. I laid my hands on her. And I said a prayer and I left it. And it was interesting. By the time she walked out of my office, she, the headache left. And so what I want you to realize, it was a normal day and we went back to our normal routine. What am I trying to tell you? We're ordinary, God is extraordinary. No matter what you are facing, it is God that does the healing. Jesus said, power came out of him. And that's the key element. And so when you're praying for healing, when you're asking for God to heal you, remember the power comes from him. And so I'm going to move on. Um, so we, I'm going to move on from that bit and you'll find that in different stories. So let me move on a bit. Let me move on. And then let me move on. And so verses 28 and verse... 34 verse 28 and verse 34 we've spoken about that we've spoken about notice the lady exercised her faith so let's keep it that i want you to keep that in mind so i'm going back to it the bible said for she said if i may but touch his clothes i shall be whole notice what jesus says in verse 34 after jesus finds her she tells jesus the whole story Jesus says in verse 34, um, in, oh, um, I, that's a good question. I'll come to that in a minute. And I'm going to take questions. Um, verse 34, and the Bible says, and he said unto her daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Jesus says exactly what she said. He confirms it. He said, you go off, thy faith has made thee whole. She said, 
if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Do not be afraid to specifically ask for what you are believing God for. Don't be afraid. So she had a specific request. She asked for it. And the Bible said Jesus confirms it. And the lady goes off and she's healed. This is the wonderful thing about, and this is one of the things you saw. And Jesus, notice Jesus, that again, this is stuff you can talk about if, if we were preaching it, but Jesus makes sure that not only does he ratify it, he makes it permanent and he extends it. Because if you read that in the Amplified Bible, he says, go and be whole and continually be, be whole. That means not only are you healed now, but it will not come back. And if it does, you are healed. And so this is what I'm, I'm, I want you to realize that faith, your faith in God, when God confirms it, when your miracle happens and it, it will happen, God will be kind to you. It will not only deal with the incident when anything else comes back, it will be there for you to lean on and off you go and be healed. And we see this from this story. And so let's have a look at um, one more th one more thing I want you to notice about this story. And it, it, it forms a very, a very good bridge. Please notice that the woman with the issue of blood was not on Jesus's schedule. Our reading, when we go back to the beginning of our reading, verse 21 the, and verse 22, the Bible says a ruler from the, the synagogue came and found Jesus and said, can you come to my house? This is key. That means he, Jesus is following him. The woman finds Jesus, she catches up with him, gets through the crowd and touches him, and Jesus acknowledges her presence. Please, can I say this carefully? Your faith <laughs> can interrupt the best laid plans, and God is okay with it. And so notice what the Bible says in um, Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1, the Bible says, now, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Your Jesus was interrupted and he did not panic. And as we're going to see in the story, because we're going to switch from, we're going to, the woman with the issue of blood will step out of our view and we're going to have a look at what Jarius said. I want you to realize, notice, Jesus did not panic that he was interrupted, even though Jairus's case got progressively worse during the interruption. So let me say this to somebody, and I, I pray this, this, this ministers to you. Even if you are facing a worsening case, God is still in control. And notice, Jesus did not even if you're facing a worsening case, God is still in control. He's still in control. Now, before we go on to Jarius's story, because I want to go on to Jarius's story really quickly. Um, so we realize that the lady, she, Jesus was interrupted, and then he goes on to Jarius's story. But then we were asked a question, and I'm going to answer it 
And it's, can anyone who truly believes anoint another? Let's settle something. This is a season of whosoever. It is God that does the healing. The Bible says, these signs shall follow. Let me go to Mark chapter 16 and read it. I think it's really important because so that we clear up, healing is not the preserve of God's specialists or God's, let me use that word. It's a pleasant way of putting it. Healing is not the preserve of God's specialists. So ladies and gentlemen, when you are confronted with a sickness, your voice is loud enough and God will answer your faith. Lay hands first. I'm not saying you should not go and get help. You can, but please notice what the Bible said. This is a gospel of whosoever. This is what the Bible says in verse um, Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that be leave in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them the last part of verse 18 is critical they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover now when we anoint that so it is whosoever that means it's open to all of us when we mention the anointing of oil, the, Bible's, the Bible says it that it's when you call for the elders of the church, they'll anoint the person with oil and they'll pray the prayer of faith. It's not the oil. It is not the person. It is, the, it is God behind it that does the healing. But the Bible says, anoint them with oil and then lay hands and then pray. It's fine. That's what you do. And anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. And it doesn't say the oil has to be special. It does not say the oil has to be blessed. It does not say the oil has to have a particular tag on it. It just says oil. So whatever oil you've got, it is your faith that connects you to the power of God. And it is the power of God that does the healing. And let me clear that up as I move on. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, explains it in its entirety. The Bible says, Acts 10, verse 38, because, and the Bible says the following, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, this is the key phrase, for God was with him. When you pray based on your faith and belief, God will be with you. And he is the one that will bring the healing in. Amen. So let's go on to Jairus's story. Now, Jairus's story is a couple of things we'll notice. Some of them we've already mentioned. And so let's go back to Mark 5 and let's have a look at the changeover and there's a couple of things we want to look at um again because i've got the schedule in front of me like i said the story is also found in not only mark 5 it's found in 
Matthew 9, but it's also found in Luke 8. And so let me pick on Luke 8, verse 50. And it's, and this is how the story goes in Luke 8. I'll read from 49. While he was still talking, someone came from the house of the ruler of the synagogue saying, your daughter is dead. Do not go on troubling the master. But Jesus at these words said to him, have no fear, only have faith and she will be made well. Let's settle something. Let, let's, let's grab something there that Jesus did. Notice, Jesus did not allow a challenge to his faith or to the faith of Jarius to go. He didn't allow it to go unanswered. So let me put it, let me put it in a simpler term. Jesus helped Jarius to keep on believing. Jesus answered this person and Jesus snatched the fear out of the air. And he said, listen, focus on me, not your circumstances. A couple of things I really want you to grab there, which is really lovely. Jesus got in between the challenge and Jarius. So let me say this carefully because people may feel that, well, I don't, I, I may not, I feel like I'm not healed because I don't have enough faith. Throughout the Bible, we realize God is willing to help your faith. Notice Jarius's faith did not go past let me go and find Jesus. Jesus, come and lay hands on my daughter. That's where his faith was. Jesus did the rest. Your faith, wherever it ends, the Bible says grace will make up the difference. That means what's left, Jesus will pitch in. And this is the beautiful thing about this story, because Jesus says, listen, only believe, said, have faith, only believe. Do not be afraid. And so let me say this really carefully. And, and, and this may hit a few people. I pray this helps you. Fear and faith cannot coexist. It, it's very important you realize. And so you've got to make a definite choice. You cannot allow fear to persist. And what does fear? Pers fear persists. Or when I say fear, fear is the thought or belief that God will not keep his word. That is not going to work. God is true to his word. And so when you're challenged, when your faith is challenged like that, key element, again, notice if your faith is at work, if you want to get it involved in your circumstances, say what you believe. It doesn't matter whether it sounds great, just speak it out. Say what you believe, say what you believe, and God will make it happen. Um, uh, I, I, this particular, <laughs> uh, please understand, when you say what you believe, God will back you up. I'm, I'm looking for a really good example. Jesus is one is exceptional. But let me use a, 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 a personal example. I was 
speaking outside the United Kingdom and I, they had come to pick me up and I was, I was actually in Lagos and I was on Lagos Island and we had to go off the island to the mainland to speak at the university. We left at rush hour and the, <laughs> and the traffic was terrible. The person that picked me up looked at me and said, Pastor, we may not make it. I said, you know what? Don't worry that God will make a way. And we just started talking about something else. And every time he would look at the traffic, I said, I said, don't worry, just keep going. Don't worry, just keep going. I watched the car get through the traffic. By the time we drove into the university and we got there on time, he looked at me and it wasn't that I was special. He stared at me and he said, we've got here. And it was, and I smiled and, and I, I said, God was kind to us. God will honor your faith. Do not be afraid to say what you believe regularly and then just keep going. This is what Jesus did for Jarius. And so let's go on with his story. And so what I want you to realize is keep exercising your faith. I've got to go a little bit quicker because there's something God wants us to do tonight. Um, and so let me get to, so Jesus now arrives at the house. So we're going to look at this. Jesus arrives at the house and we hit verse 51. I'll stay in Luke 8 um, and we'll hit verse 51. And the Bible says, and when he came to the house, he did not let any man go in with him, but only Peter and John and James and the father of the girl and her mother. Why is this really important? When you're walking the journey from illness to health and you are believing God, choose your companions carefully. This is why when you're believing God for healing, you do not necessarily tell everybody. And this is, please choose your companions carefully. Choose people who will walk with you and believe with you, encourage you, who will support you, who will, when your faith is weak, they'll pick you up and don't do the journey alone excuse me, this is key because Jesus realized I'm going into an environment where there's absolutely no faith. He picks his crew. He says, mother, father, Peter, James, and John, because he realized I need to create an environment of faith. So when you're going through healing, I, I remember when we were, we were going through a pretty tough time about healing, some people will come and the conversations will lift us. They were either, it would just really be encouraging. At other times, people will come and they're there to sympathize, but their fear was visible. And so you realize when things change or you have updates, you do not tell those people. And, it, and, and sometimes it may offend people that, oh, why didn't you tell me you were going through this? And in all sincerity, let the Holy Ghost just guide you. It's not an issue of an offense. Just pick your companions carefully. Jesus picked people who would believe just like him. 
and he chose the group carefully. Um, verse 52, um, Luke 8, 52. And the Bible says, and all the people were weeping and crying for her, but he said, do not be sad for she's dead. She's not dead, but sleeping. Verse 53. And they were laughing at him being certain that she was dead. In the old King James, the Bible said they laughed him to scorn. You know, it's, it's the kind of laughter that is visible. It has hands gestures. They went for it. Now, what are you talking about? Now, you must realize a lot of these people. So you must realize grief has a way of making people really go crazy. And they let loose. They didn't care whether he was a prophet or whatever. He was special. They thought, what are you talking about? Our eyes tell us. And he said, listen, everybody out, barring the group that he came with. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, on your journey to healing, you have to be brutal to create an environment of safety around the person so that they will be okay, even if it's not you. And so what you begin to realize, ladies and gentlemen, is create an environment of faith. Have, I mean, the guy, if it's only the people in your connect group that know, go for it. If it's one or two people that you trust that will you know will pray for pray with you, go for it. It's really, really important. Create an environment of faith. Um, and then the, the miracle happens. And this is, these are some of the beautiful things that Jesus comes in and he notice he clears them out, and then this is key. Jesus says he takes her by the hand. And he calls and he says, little girl, arise. And the Bible says, the healing happens. In the first instance, nobody but the lady knew what was happening. Also, in that instance, it was really important for no one else to know because she could have been stoned for touching anybody with an issue of blood. Again, it's not a preaching that. This time, Jarius just followed the Lord and God did it. And Jarius was almost a spectator. But notice the outcome was the same. Let me say this as I close this out because I need to switch to do something. Your journey to healing might be unique. So don't panic. So if God causes you to walk a journey that is specific to you, then go with the Lord and he's going to, it's going to be all right. That means some of us, it will be miraculous healing. Others, it will be through the intervention of medicine and the skill of doctors and you just getting the right appointment at the right time to speak to the right doctor. It's, one of those interesting things. Um, I, I can give you an example of that. When our daughter was about to be born and we had pretty serious health challenges, um, as we walked into the theater, I watched the miracles begin to happen. First, the anesthetist, I hope I've said that right. <laughs> the anesthetist 
was there and he was struggling, but his consultant had just decided that let me come. And he was watching. And then he said, you know what? Let me take over. And first attempt, he got the epidural in. The miracles along the way. So what I mean is those miracles are not even miracles you're asking for. It's just that God makes sure the right person is there at the right time. At other times, he may show you things. At other times, he may do it through something you've said. At other times, it will be somebody else who prayed and you'll have no idea about it. And so what I want you to realize is just go with God in confidence. Okay. All right. I'm going to pause there for those. So the, so the, um, the story, the story is wonderful. The, the child, you know, the child heals. And so those are the two stories. So healing happens at the end of both. But now I want you to consider something. This is one of the things about going through a list. As I was going through this list of miracles, and I realized the majority of them were miracles of healing, but five stand out. And the Lord said, tonight, before you finish, talk about these five. So if you have any questions regarding what I've said so far, please put them into the chat and I will answer them as best as I can. But let's talk about those other five. And I'm, not, I'm just going to give you um, a brief overview of what they are. And they are, there are five miracles listed. Four of them are on the list that you have. One of them is somewhere else in the Bible. And I'll give you the references. But they are five miracles of provision. And it's very interesting that I want, and this is the thing about the miraculous. When you look at the miracles of Jesus, God makes a point to make sure that we know that provision and provision of what you need is also part of the package. So yes, the preponderance or the largest number of miracles are ones of healing, but there are five instances and I'll list them for you. Now, it's interesting when you look at these five, it sends a message Five times Jesus causes miraculous provision to happen. Five times. And there is a common thread. And the common thread you see in the water to wine story, in the feeding of the 5,000, in the feeding of the 4,000, in the miraculous catch of fish, and in a gold coin in the mouth of the fish that you see in Matthew chapter 17, verse 24 to 27, I've written in the chat, there is this. All of them hinge on Jesus giving a specific instruction that seems innocuous. For the water turned to wine, he said, fill those water pots with water. Then he said, now take it to the priest. When he fed 5,000, he said, you guys give them something to eat. What do you have? And he said, bring it to me and I'll bless it. And it multiplies. But then he also says, cause the people to sit in groups of 50. The feeding of the 4,000 is exactly the same. He tells them that you give them something to eat, cause the people to sit down. And then he says, bring what you have. And he blesses it. Luke 5, the miraculous catch of fish is really interesting. Um, the reason I'm pulling out these miracles, I, I, it will be clear in a moment. In Luke 5, Peter's had an absolute nightmare. He is, he's fished all night and caught nothing. 
Jesus says, let me use your boat. And he says, no problems. Jesus preaches. And after it, now remember, for Jesus to preach, he has to be quite close to the shore. And at this point in time, it's a skeletal crew. So he was washing his nets. Jesus preaches. He says, okay, push out a little further. And he then says, throw your nets in for a catch. That means Peter is out of place. He's not in the right place. He's out of season. He's fishing in the daytime. And he's on the back of a failed night where his best efforts have failed. But then he says, at your word, I will do what you say. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what the Lord laid on my heart. The Lord is going to give you an innocuous instruction that will trigger a season of the miraculous like you've never imagined. And it's one of those things. And when I looked at all five, I noticed Jesus will give an instruction as the person does something that is well within their ability, the Lord will make the miraculous happen. Why is this so important? I want you, and this is key as you look at also when you look at healing, God is the healer, but God is also our provider. And when you look at this list of miracles, you realize Jesus connects you to his power by giving you a basic instruction, something you can do, something within your reach, something in your hand, and the miraculous happens. And tonight, I, 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 the Lord said specifically to talk about it just as we close. And it's really important as you go into this month and as you go into what is an unusual month and that it's we're coming to the end of a challenging year, hear me well. The Lord is going to ask you to do something that you've done before and you may have failed and he's going to cause the miraculous to happen. One of the wonderful things I want you to notice with all of those miracles uh, all of those miracles. It's it, it things that you have to understand. The miracle worker is Jesus Christ. And that's what drove home for me. And he represents the God. Wow, that, <laughs> that really touched somebody. I Wow, the, the chat has gone wild. May God, and this is, and, and he laid it on my heart. And I'm really happy it blessed you. Please keep it in mind. Remember, when you look at the miracles of Jesus, what was he doing? He was building your trust in God that trust him when you need him to provide in this season he will provide each time Jesus provided when he caused provision to happen it was completely out of the blue the one the one that really blows me uh, uh, really touches my heart. I can't say really blows my mind. Let me just guard my words. Really touches my heart is the one where he tells Peter, you know what? You need money. We need money for taxes. Go and do what you do well. The first fish that you pull up will have money in its mouth. We serve a God 
that is able to provide in the most hostile and the most negative environments. God is the miracle worker. And as you spend time, please, as you read over those scriptures, remember the Bible is true and God is with you. So what I want to do to close tonight, we, we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to continue next week. Um, if I will also this week, I will pull some notes together and I'll re-email the list. I might put it into a PowerPoint or a bit of a neater format and all of you will get it. So everybody has it. Um, but I want to just pray before we go. And if there's anybody believing God for healing, and if there's anybody believing God for provision, let's say a prayer. And, and our prayer is very simple. That Father Almighty God, as you have done in the Bible, Lord, do in the lives of the people that we are praying for. Father Almighty God, we pray for healing for anybody or anybody's loved one, whether they be present or at this particular point in time in hospital, um, in a situation of an ICU. And <clears throat> I, we ask, oh Lord, that in your kindness and in your mercy, we ask you sincerely to heal. Just as it says in Acts 10, 38, may the anointing that rested upon Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit May healing come to you because God will be with you. May the oppression of Satan be broken over your life and may healing come to you. And for anybody who is believing God for provision of any sort or in any way, may God give you an instruction that connects you to his power and ability. And may the miraculous signal a season of blessing in your life especially at this time. Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you. I'll see you next week. We'll continue with looking at the miracles of healing. There are a few wonderful ones we've got to grab hold of, but have a wonderful week. Any questions, please send them into um, the comms team. God will be kind to you. Have a wonderful night.